Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs and professionals to make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategist. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. I was interviewed on the Money Chill Out Podcast hosted by Marika, a wonderful French gal originally from Paris and now residing in Lisbon, Portugal. And just a few weeks ago, we found out we are headed to Lisbon next March for a worldwide sales conference for our marketing business. I'm always fascinated by how the universe places people in our lives to help us. And she'll be able to direct us on how to maximize our experiences in Lisbon when you know we aren't in the meetings. And in the interview, she drilled me on questions pertaining to how to build passive income. One of the questions was this, just to give an overview of passive income streams, we have interest from deposit accounts, dividends from stocks, coupons from bonds, capital gains when we buy and sell with a premium like real estate, rental income from property, both direct and indirect, royalties, online courses, et cetera. Any big ones that I have missed? And I said, yes, you missed the biggest one businesses. So let's dive into how businesses can be designed to create large sources of replenishing income to give you and your family the lifestyle you deserve and crave. Well, most may pause and say business isn't all that passive because you still have to run the business, recruit, hire, train, and fire employees or independent contractors, depending on your business advertise and market, sell, keep up with accounting, team meetings, and a long list of other duties to keep the business humming along. Yet, my biggest source of passive income are not from real estate, dividends, bonds, or any of those financial assets. My biggest streams of passive income are from the ownership of private businesses. As I've explained on previous issues of my passive income playbook, which I highly recommend if you guys are not getting those emails, you definitely want to be on that list. Just go to myindestructiblewealth.com and you can um, instantly log into that and opt in once you hit the site and you get um, all kinds of extra bonuses by being on that list, including access to deals, investment deals, and even discounts off different uh, offerings that I provide. In the Passive Income Playbook, I explain that there are two ways to create passive income and everything falls under one of these two categories. It's either number one, people at work, or number two, money at work. Now, people at work comes through the ownership of a business, whereas money at work is deploying capital into assets. Now, it can often be a combination of the two. A great example of a people at work business is found in the network marketing or multi-level marketing business model. It takes virtually little capital, as most can be started for a, a couple hundred bucks. It takes hustle, drive, energy, time, but it doesn't take much capital. Now, most people who join the industry and make a couple hundred dollars per month simply selling products only, but if you dedicate yourself and work effectively building teams of people, you can over a longer time horizon build recurring revenue streams from the continuous sales of products from your team at work. Now, that's one end of the spectrum. Now, on the other end of the spectrum are bonds. When you buy a bond, you're putting up your capital that you saved up over a long period of time from living below your means. And 
Now, there's zero work or effort required. Although they are 100% passive and very low risk, the problem is the enormous capital that it takes to generate any meaningful income. Since most bonds pay out in the neighborhood of 3 to 5%, you need a cool million in cash to generate a thirty dollars to $50,000 passive income. Now, this is why I don't promote bonds, at least the common municipal or corporate bonds. Now, for people closer to retirement or those that have already produced significant wealth, they can make sense. But if you're in the building process, I think the best play are assets that have the potential for growth and passive income, like rental property, syndication, and convertible bonds. And convertible bonds I've covered in depth on this platform. In fact, I teach about them in one of my courses that you can take online. I had a podcast that I just released a few months back about these. Uh, these are a great way to take advantage of getting both fixed income and having an option to convert that into the equity or stock portion and create some real serious growth. So I love convertible bonds. It's one of my top plays in this very, very uncertain market that we're dealing with right now. So if I'm a chiropractor and I buy an existing practice with the intention of working hands-on adjusting patients, then of course, we can all agree that is definitely not passive income. You bought a job and the profitability depends on you being in the day-to-day -day operations. And by the way, I am not knocking this. It's an incredible way to generate income and serve your purpose. It's simply not passive in nature. It's often the first step, though, to get to passive income. But let's say you're a chiropractor and you buy a practice, but the team stays on to run it, or you hire and bring in a new team to run the operations. Now we have an entirely different story. You worked in your business, and then you worked on your business. Eventually, you can choose to let your team run the business, and that's when you have a passive income asset. You went from hustle and grind in the startup stage to finding and equipping your team to stepping back and letting your team run the show. When my partners and I purchased our tax firm last year in Nashville, there was no chance that I would do anything to run or operate the business. I didn't have the time, the bandwidth. I don't have the, any experience in a tax firm, but I leveraged off the time and expertise of my partner, Tyler. Now, we're about to receive our first profit distribution, and I can confidently say that I have spent not even an hour on that business. It is definitely 100% passive. I put up the purchasing capital, and Tyler puts in the long hours and the expertise. Now, of course, he's getting the lion's share of the profits as he deserved, but I did put up a bit of capital, and I do have uh, a bit of equity in this. So it is a very, very passive type of business. Now, you can eventually turn an active business into a passive business. When I started one of my companies, High Return Real Estate, I was anything but passive. I hustled, I grinded, I made lots of deals happen. As I increased profits, I brought in a partner, then a sales rep, then a tech guy, then an acquisition team. And two years ago, I told the team that I wanted to focus on my passion project, Indestructible Wealth, and it was largely up to them to continue to grow the company. Now, they've done an amazing job without me. Uh, last year, they hit $5 million in sales, which you know is by no means incredible in the real estate industry. That still produced a multi-six-figure passive income. Now, I call it semi-passive because I'm still involved in decision-making, but I am completely free 
of running daily operations other than accounting, which I absolutely hate, but I'm also phasing that out. On a recent podcast episode of the Indestructible Wealth Show, I interviewed Jason Dunkett, whose brand is called The Real Jason Duncan. He explained how to convert a business from a job into a passive income stream with a six-step process he coins exit without exiting. So if you want to listen to that podcast, if you haven't yet, it's uh, just a few episodes back. We dove into money beliefs and how he went from a pastor and teacher uh, to a millionaire entrepreneur with a portfolio of passive income businesses. So check out that episode. I think you're going to really like it. Now, I'm not here to tell you building passive income streams from businesses is easy. It's difficult. It takes time and several years of effort, and you may lose money. You will almost certainly struggle. The price of total lifestyle freedom does not come cheap, but it's worth it. Keep learning, making mistakes, growing, adapting, and stay in the game. Your future self will thank you. Now, the upsides to acquiring private businesses to create passive income. I'm going to list off a few here, okay? Number one, high profit potential. Acquiring private businesses can create strong passive income because it often provides opportunities for higher profits than other types of investments such as, you know, stocks or mutual funds. With a solid business plan, sound financial management, an investor could potentially earn much more than they would through traditional investments. This is especially true if the business has been consistently performing well in its niche and has potential to reach even greater success. And by the way, I've wondered, how do you say niche? Is it niche or is it niche? I see people say niche. I think that's like, I think it's niche. I don't think it's niche. I think that that's like, they're just trying to be cool and trendy, but you guys let me know. Number two, consistent cash flow. Private businesses tend to offer consistent cash flow that's not dependent on the stock market or economic fluctuations. You have a lot more control over the cash flow. This means that investors can be sure of a steady return on their investments, regardless of what's going on in the wider economy. This also gives investors an advantage over stock market traders who could suffer huge losses when the market suddenly drops unexpectedly. Um, number three, tax advantages. Another advantage of acquiring a private business is that it can provide tax advantages for investors. And when I say acquire, I mean, you can go out and buy businesses, yes, or you can you know, start up and build businesses from scratch, which is what I've done. I've done both now. And I have to say, you know, starting a, a business is not easy. I mean, man, does it really test me? And it is, is very, very difficult. There's no doubt of that. It's not to say like acquiring and buying a private business is easy, but if you can skip that startup stage and get into a business that you're really passionate about and can really um, create some passive income for you, man, that is a, a pretty cool scenario. So there's several deductions for business owners, including depreciation on assets, which can help reduce your taxes a lot over time. Definitely got to look at that side of the equation. And then number four, flexibility. Investing into private businesses allows investors potentially more flexibility with their money as they're able to decide how much they put into certain projects and how quickly they want to grow their portfolio of companies. This type of investment also allows them to tailor their strategy according to their risk tolerance and interest without having to worry about restrictions that are you know, in traditional investment vehicles like you know, mutual funds and stocks. Okay, and now the potential downsides. Well, there's number one, lack of financial resources. 
It typically requires significant upfront capital, although there's lots of deals that you can structure with very little to no money down where they, the business owner, seller finances it to you. But without sufficient financial resources, you may not be able to purchase the one that you really want or secure the necessary financing from banks or investors. So, you know, that's always a, a downside, right? Number two, reputation risk. You can buy an existing business. It runs the risk of inheriting any poor reputation associated with it. And this can lead to negative consequences for your own reputation and potentially your brand's value as well. Now, you definitely want to be clear on taking on this kind of risk, doing some research and due diligence to ensure that you're entering into a good deal. You know, I've seen several entrepreneurs buy existing businesses, they go in and then they've had a lot of trouble getting those businesses to get to profitability because, well, they didn't realize how bad the reputation was of that business that they entered into. So definitely got to look into that. Number three, limited control. You know, you don't necessarily have total control over how it's managed and operated after an acquisition. So, you know, you got to make sure that uh, you align with the, the, the management that you're bringing in when you do this type of deal. Um, and then the time commitment, managing and overseeing a, a private business requires some dedication and commitment, especially, you know, in the early stages, as you get the team all aligned. So that's definitely something that you got to, keep in mind all the good and, and all the bad parts of acquiring businesses. So guys, look, I love entrepreneurship. I think that businesses are an incredible source of passive income. You've got to go into them with the mindset and the vision of what's the outcome that you're looking for. Are you looking for a business that you need to be running and in the operations and running on the day-to-day? -day? Or is there a possibility where you can set up the structure and the business so that eventually you can back out of operations and really live an extraordinary quality of life. You know, because my businesses are set up this way where, you know, the team is running the businesses and I don't have to be working in the day-to-day -day operations, I can go golfing right now, which uh, as soon as I hang up from this podcast, I'm going to go golfing. It's a beautiful day. It's going to be 75 here. I'm going to take my son with me. We're going to go hit the links together. And uh, that's why I got into business in the first place is that I had a vision someday in the future that I'd be on a beautiful private course playing with my son, living our best life. And so what's the vision that you have? You guys have got to create the vision of where you want to go. And then that'll give you a better opportunity to decide how do you want to structure that? How do you want to build that business? And do you eventually want to exit that business in terms of getting yourself out of you know, the day-to-day -day type minutia, the day-to-day -day type grind and get yourself into a position where you're, you're more running and working on the business. Guys, I hope this episode helps you kind of put a new perspective on the creating passive income. I don't really know that I've ever really dove into how, you know, I've been able to build some businesses that don't seem to be passive income businesses, but eventually you can turn them into passive income businesses if you've got the right team, the right leadership, and you structure it the right way. Guys, if you get value out of my podcast, please go on to the Apple podcast app, the Spotify app, give me a five-star rating and review. I do look at all of those. I love them. I appreciate all the comments. Please share the episode if you're getting value. And that's the only way that I'm going to grow this show. And that's the only way that it should be if it's providing value and helping you guys see things maybe differently, improve your mindset and your skills in both entrepreneurship and finance. Please 
um, share it and uh, be so grateful for that and tag me too. So thanks so much for listening. See you guys on the next episode. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.